now it's an absolute pleasure to say hi and congratulations to a very happy author, Tantuan Eng, who just last night won the Man Asian Literary Prize. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Congratulations. Fantastic oh, news. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I suppose it's a bit silly to say, how do you feel? Because, I mean, apart from being happy, is it just have a rest time now or something? Slowly uh, sinking in uh, the uh, the ramifications of, of winning the prize. Yeah, well, I mean, brilliant! Congratulations, and I know you're going to be really busy today with media guys. Um, something struck me immediately about your book, The Garden of Evening Mists. When it comes to the world, hating the world, and conflicts, etc., we switch on the TV, and it says, uh, you know, this country is at war with this country, etc., etc. We just hear about the politics. And then there's the story within the story of the people who say to themselves, I don't know why we're fighting, we're just doing it because we're told to. Yes, you, you, you've uh, described it very well. Uh, and, and that's what I try to do in, in the book, to, to look at it from the viewpoint of just normal people who are, who are uh, affected by these huge events. And they're just trying to survive and then get on with their lives. Completely unrelated, but it immediately reminded me of that famous World War I uh, football match on Christmas Eve, whatever. Yeah. You know, tell me, tell me a little bit about the story. Well, it, the book is about a 65-year-old uh, Malaysian Chinese judge who has to take early retirement yeah. because she's suffering from a, a mental illness. And she goes back to Cameron Highlands where 40 years ago she went up there to ask the former gardener of the Emperor of Japan to mm. create a memorial garden for her sister who had died in a Japanese POW camp. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and it's, how, it's the relationship between them and how each of them uh, uh, circle around each other warily at first, but mm -hmm. with grudging respect and, and affection eventually. Real human stuff. I mean, you often hear about how sport and how music and, and even shared tragedy, I suppose, brings just the ordinary people together of warring nations. Yes, uh, because both sides, are, both sides have, are, have been hurt by what's happened, so both sides are, are, are bleeding and they have to find a way to, to uh, go beyond that. What took you to doing this particular thing? People take inspiration or germs of ideas from all sorts of places. What's yours? Well, mine was uh, from, from uh, the research from, for my first book. Uh, I found a lot of uh, interesting uh, ideas that I wanted to explore more, uh, to move on from the, the actual Japanese occupation of Malaya to post-war uh, Malaya and the uh, Malayan emergency to see what the development of the, uh, the country. Mm, this, this, is, this is doubly interesting. I mean, certainly, even to this day, you get the, the older people, uh, the older Chinese people who, who, who recoil when you mention the name Japan and Japanese. Yes. There's, yes. there's a hell of a lot of history there. Uh, and certainly, you, coming from the country you do, how did you handle this without getting too biased or emotional? Well, um, in, in the course of my research, especially on the uh, POW camps, uh, I, I was, there were moments when I, I was quite enraged yeah. by what I, I found out. Uh, but I had to let go of that and to just really write the story down and be objective and to describe everyone as human beings yeah. with the same fears and, 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 and hopes. It's true. It's amazing you say what you found out. Did you find that as you wrote, things came to you and you went, oh my God, I just realized X, Y, or Z? Um, occasionally, yes. Uh, occasionally, uh, what I found out would take me down a path I had not anticipated, and it would take the book. It, it took the book down certain uh, directions that I had not planned for. Duh. So, so you're not a, ma a big macro planner. Do you, are you happy to jump in with both feet uh, and oh, see what um, takes you? Oh yes, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to do that and see you see uh, see where what happens and uh, yeah. 
What what sort of I'm sure I'm sure you're going to be talking to to students and and young writers over this. What sort of advice, if you've got the golden piece of advice, would you give them? Well, uh, be open to criticisms and criti uh, suggestions. Uh, not to not to take it personally. If somebody says your 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 writing needs a lot of more a lot more work or or that it's not good enough, because mm. it's better to be criticised in the privacy of your own home or the classroom than to have to and to publish a book and then get slammed by the rest of the world. I was listening to a very interesting story last night about a very, very famous composer in New York who was told by Oscar Hammerstein, you want the truth, this is rubbish. And of course, yeah. the guy was Stephen Sondheim, he became yeah. the best. Humility, is that what it's about? I think humility and, and knowing your strengths as well uh, and your weaknesses. Uh, uh, just because somebody says you're, you're crap doesn't mean... Yeah, true. Uh, you have to You have to have a certain sense of, of confidence as well. Sometimes people will be hard on you yeah. if they believe you can do it. It's not an insult. Well, it depends uh, who, 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 who's giving the, uh, the comments. If it's your closest friend, then they, they really want you to improve. Uh, if it's your enemy, then, of course... <laughs> Well, fair, play. fair play, but you know, keep keep the enemies close and stuff. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember way back when you first started writing? Who, whether it was a relative or a friend, who gave you that pearl of advice? Um, nobody gave me any advice about writing. I just started. I I wanted to write a book, and I just I, and I wrote it. So I, I didn't have any advice from from anyone for the first book. You know, you know, it's interesting. This where it's set. I mean, I know Penang was absolutely uh, ravaged. Uh, did you feel that you, if you're going to do this, you are going to absolutely do it? Yes, yes. I, I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do justice to Penang as well, to, to, to capture the, the, the sense of history before it's gone. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Tell me, how did this go down in Malaysia? Uh, which one? The second book? The, 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 the book, The Garden of Evening Mist. How did, or um, any, any of your work. What, what, what's the reply from down there? Well, it, it's gone down uh, very well, uh, uh, which I'm glad to... to to say because uh, Malaysian readers are a very tough uh, crowd to please, <laughs> so so they've taken to the, the books to their hearts. So um, I'm I'm quite relieved about that. <laughs> it's just because I mean I say odd politics. I don't mean to be rude, but every every Asian country's got its odd politics, yeah. and there are going to be real hardliners. I just wonder if any of them had sort of said to you, you shouldn't be doing this, or or some such. Um, no, I, they, they haven't. Uh, I think they. They're busy doing other things instead of reading my books. They're, they're, they're all busy becoming <laughs> datops. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you've, you've moved and you live in South Africa now. Was that just a personal thing or did you want to go on a journey? Uh, it was both. It was both. I was working as a lawyer uh, in KL and then I wanted a bit of a change. So I went there to travel around and uh, do a master's in, in law. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked the place so much that I decided to spend most of my time there. Okay, now how, how do you, I mean, how do you fit in as a, a foreigner in a completely opposite side of the world? Do you feel, uh, I don't know, uh, completely free to do your own thing? Um, yes, I, 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 there's a strong sense of liberation. That's it, yeah. Yes, uh, and, uh, but I, I, I make it a point not to comment or criticize on the political scene of, of the country, I mean, because I'm an outsider. I, it's always annoyed me in, in Malaysia when people from outside come visit and then start telling you, oh, it should be done this way and that's wrong and that's wrong. Mm. So when I'm uh, visiting other countries, I, I, I have this policy as well. I, I don't we, think. You, you can't avoid having your own opinions. It's just a case of who you share them with, I suppose. Yes, that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mention being a lawyer. Are you still lawying? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I'm a full-time writer now. Oh, so, good for you. Now, that's a brave step, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
it's uh, it's, uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like you, you don't come with any cre uh, credit here, uh, credentials here. But so, congratulations on everything. Uh, how do you how do you sort of do your work? Do you do you let it come to you, or do you say, right, I'm going to go on a writing spree now? Um, I, I, I treat it as, treat it as a as a nine to five job. Great. Uh, so it's nine to five every day. Uh, sometimes even on, on a weekend. So uh, you have to because if you're working on your own at home, you tend to become lazy and you tend to slack off. I suppose you do. There's all sorts of stories about people going troppo when they work from home, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, thing, one thing you've been praised for is your sort of scene setting, the colour, the, the stuff that drags the, drags the um, reader into your world. Yeah. Now, uh, who would have inspired you from the great classics to do that? Uh, gosh, uh, I would say more, uh, I've been inspired more by contemporary writers. Okay. Uh, like, okay. Uh, Kazuo Ishiguro and, and Salman Rushdie, uh, Nabokov as well. Now, Rushdie, Rushdie's a man who, who's, who's really, at times, given up everything for his art. What, yeah. do, you, what, do, you, what do you think of that? I mean, you're, you're now a full-time writer, but he's, yeah. he's gone the whole hog, hasn't he? He has, and uh, he's, he's a person I, I respect and admire very much. Uh, for his incredible talent and for the way he's, he's gone through uh, the, the whole fatwa uh, issue. And to, to have come out and written this wonderful uh, autobiography as well, uh, it's, that, it's a fascinating book. Would that be one of your, you know, your desert island book, I suppose, or, or uh, something else? Uh, I'll, I'll probably take uh, his Midnight's Children and, and uh, Nabokov's Lolita. <laughs> well, absolutely, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for your time. Tantuan Eng just won the uh, uh, Man Asian Literary Prize literally hours ago. Did you at any point think you were a shoo-in, or was it a surprise? It was a surprise. It was because the, uh, the short list, as uh, Professor David Parker mentioned, is, is so strong this year. Yeah. Uh, Tambo, Jiu, and Ji Taiyu. Uh, and, yeah, it was a huge surprise, a huge, a wonderful shock. What a lovely way to end Thursday night in Hong Kong. Yes. Thank yes. you so much for your time, and congratulations once again. Thank you, Phil. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tan Eng there. The book he won the prize for is called The Garden of Evening Mists. It's Radio 3.